You're listening to episode 40 of Fearless Rebel Radio. Today's guest is one of Canada's top fitness professionals and coaches, and we are chatting all about how she overcame an eating disorder, the toxicity of the fitness industry, and how she is working towards redefining fitness for women. Before we begin, I just want to announce something that I am super excited about. I am starting or I have started a free online community for women who are ready to say, I am fabulous just the way I am and screw anyone who thinks otherwise. And this community is for men too, because it's inclusive. But one thing I've noticed is that in my programs, so my 21 step body image remix and my rock your body group program, that each of those programs have a private online community. And the majority of women agree that that community aspect is one of the key elements of their success. It's a place where we empower each other, we support one another, and it's really a reprieve from your diet-obsessed social media atmosphere and media-obsessed culture that we live in. And so I wanted to offer something um, to a broader audience and to do it for free and to create a space online for women to get support, empower one another, uh, ask questions on your journey to body love and overcoming issues with food. So it's going to be a place where you can share body positive and anti-diet inspiration. So articles, videos, things like that. You can ask questions and support fellow women on their journey. You'll get exclusive notification of Q&A sessions with me. So I'll be answering your questions live. So it'll just be a space where we can build a little bit more of a one-on-one connection so I can help you with your burning questions uncensored as always and it'll just be a space where you can be with women who get what you're going through because doing this kind of work is so much more powerful when you have a posse of women behind you and I'll be there to give you scissor kicks and uh, you know rock on with all of your successes along the way so to join go to summerinanin.com forward slash community It's just a free uh, group on Facebook. It's going to be private, so no one will be able to see what you're posting in there aside from your fellow members in the group. So once again, go to summerinanin.com forward slash community and join for free now and we can partay inside the group. Okay. Uh, Before we begin, just another reminder that you can grab my free ebook with 10 rules to break right now to love your body and ditch dieting by going to summerinanid.com or thebodyimagecoach.com. Both of those places, you'll find the link to grab that free ebook as well as information on the exciting new community, Passe, Entourage. And yeah, I think that's all I wanted to mention. Let's get started with the show. Do you know where you are? You're in Fearless Rebel Radio, baby. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a certified nutritional practitioner, diet rebel, and food lover on a mission to help you feel hot damn fearless in your body. Fearless Rebel Radio is here to empower you to defy the standards and break the rules in order to radiate confidence relish in your uniqueness, and live life fearlessly on your own terms. Every episode, I will help you to do this by sharing practical advice, 
not-so-PG-rated rants, and interviews with fearless rebel guests. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Today, I am talking to Laura Jackson, who is the co-founder and head chick of Fit Chicks, the largest women's-only fitness company in Canada. As many fitness companies failed to grow, her mission to get all women pumped about health and fitness expanded Fit Chicks from its award-winning women's-only boot camp offered at over 20 locations to include sold-out weekend retreats, fitness DVDs, as seen on the shopping channel, appearances on CBC's The Dragon's Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank, (laughs) and hosting two television series called Shape Up with Fit Fit Chicks. Her latest venture is to build even healthier communities with their latest online education program, the 200-hour fitness and nutrition expert certification starting again this fall. Laura is also a certified personal trainer, IDFA fitness competitor, culinary nutrition expert who is a regular contributor to national TV shows like CTV Morning Live and newspapers like the Toronto Star. Her passion and commitment to women's health has also recently earned her the title as 2015's Top 3 Fitness Professionals in Canada by CanFit Pro and Stevie Award for Women in Business Health and Wellness Company of the Year. Welcome to the show, Laura. Woohoo! Wow, I can't believe you made it through that entire intro. <laughs> I only had so a, well. I only had a couple of little word pickups. <laughs> I almost, yeah, when I said fit chicks, it came, it almost came out as like something, uh, <laughs> something else at one point. But <laughs> oh, believe me, we recover. Try to say it three times fast. It <laughs> yeah, comes exactly. out as a lot of different things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um it's really cool to have a fellow Canadian on here and um I I wanted to bring you on because we've chatted before and uh you know your take on fitness is is so different which we'll definitely get into later on in the show it's just you know your philosophies on fitness and women's health uh it's 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 different than a lot of other fitness companies out there and that's why I wanted to have you on the show was to really just, um, you know, speak about that and speak about how your, your perspective is, is different and much better than the, the, the regular toxic fitness industry. (laughs) But before we get started, I'd love you to tell our listeners about your story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I just want to say to you, I absolutely love the work that you're doing and I'm really pumped about today and being able to chat with you and talk to your listeners because I just think you're doing such amazing work for women and promoting positive body image and all the stuff that I truly stand for and I'm hoping that I'm bringing through with fit chicks but like you said we'll get to that conversation about my opinions on the fitness industry later yeah thank you (laughs) but um yeah so I am well I'm now almost 36 But um, I started Fit Chicks when I was 29, and the way that I kind of got into fitness and teaching and fitness and nutrition and wellness, um, and I find most people get there is, you know, I had my experiences with being extremely unhealthy. And um, so growing up, I was, you know, never really active. I was never a sporty girl. Um, I got into the entire diet roller coaster very early on after seeing, you know, my mom and and my sister going on diets and right away from a very young age of probably 13, um, it was really ingrained in me that, you know, to look a certain way for approval. 
Mm-hmm. So, so that kind of set me down the path of, you know, the low carb craze, the, well, paleo wasn't out then, but, you know, I've pretty much done everything under the sun, you know, the pills, the fasting. And I started working out at that time with my best friend, Amanda, who's also my, um, my co-head chick. We own Fit Chicks together. And, um, you know, I wasn't doing it though the right way. I was always using exercise as almost like another form of self abuse, um, and another way to kind of negate what I was eating or, you know, just always on this road of looking a certain way, but I didn't really have an idea of what that actually would look like. You know, I'd see these magazines of women with six pack abs and think I wanted that, but you know, it wasn't, I didn't know there wasn't like, I wanted to be 120 pounds and I'd be happy. I just had, I, I just was constantly just feeling crappy about myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so fast forward, get into my 20s and, you know, I get on to, you know, move away from home and you're eating a bunch of crap and I'm gaining weight extremely quickly. I'm smoking, I'm drinking um, in a full cycle of self-loathing. And during this time too, um, I actually developed an eating disorder. So I I've struggled with bulimia for about 15 years and I never like to say I'm fully over it because I truly think it's always going to be a part of me. It's something that I have to really pay attention to. Um, but I have, it has been dormant for a period of time now, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, so I was in the binge purge cycle and all of that. And finally, when I started to come to a healthy relationship with, with exercise and with eating healthy and eating more to fuel my body as opposed to doing it to look a certain way, my mindset started to change. So during this time, now I'm, you know, getting in my later twenties, um, working in the corporate world and, um, you know, really just not happy with my life and my path and feeling like I'm, you know, I was working in marketing and international marketing And while it was really glamorous and great and I got to go to Beverly Hills and I was flying all over the place, I just knew that this wasn't for me. So that's when I got certified in teaching fitness. And after seeing, you know, what those changes were doing for me of actually, you know, putting in, being active as opposed to just, you know, working out for a certain look. Mm-hmm. And feeling better and dealing with my stress and my anxiety and, you know, going to therapy and talking through and focusing on my wellness as much as I was on my fitness and nutrition, looking at the whole picture, um, then I got certified and I started teaching fitness classes. So when we started teaching, um, I was 29 years old and there wasn't very many programs out there for women that were, you know, anything that was really supportive and inclusive and that any size or shape could show up and, you know, they could do it that offered levels and modifications and all of that kind of stuff. So Amanda and I, you know, we decided if it wasn't there, we were going to create it. And that's kind of how Fit Chicks was born. And then it just snowballed and growing really though, from a place of what I always think is authenticity, because it really came from a place of what we needed to get healthier. Then we want to share that with other women. So um, we've had a, quite a lot of a, a struggle in a lot of areas, um, especially being in the fitness industry where, you know, we're fighting against ads of six pack abs and fat burners and the quick fix. And, you know, we're constantly, um, we're constantly trying to give the message of, you know, 
body positivity and health and longevity versus this, you know what I mean? Like take a pill and you're going to have a six pack in three days. Um, but yeah, we've stayed true to it. Now it's been seven years and we're still rock and roll. And so awesome. that's kind of, that's kind of the long winded version of just even how we got here, but I've got a million more stories that go along in there. Yeah. So let's talk <laughs> about, you know, your, your personal struggle with, with food and, um, and bulimia, you know, cause it, that was obviously that affected your life for such a long time. And I know you mentioned like you, you changed your relationship with, with fitness and food, um, uh, through your recovery process, but was there anything in, um, in particular that was like a light bulb moment when you realized you needed to change? Uh, in terms of a light, uh, like a full on light bulb moment, I don't think I had one, you know, I knew what I was doing to myself was not, was not what I, where I wanted to be. It wasn't right. Um, and I knew I never wanted to, to live my life that way. But once you start to build habits and that's the thing, when you build healthy habits or when you build unhealthy habits, you ingrain them in you, right? They become so part of almost just like your daily routines so for me, I feel like it was a, it was more of a longer, a longer road of trying to, trying to find a healthier relationship with myself and learning tools of being able to manage, you know, when feelings came up or when, um, when you knew you were about to go into a binge purge cycle to kind of take a step back and deal with the emotion as opposed to just going into the food part of it. So that for me was, uh, it was kind of an ongoing process, but Sorry, I'm going to kind of loop around here to another story. Yeah. The, the, the one thing for me, though, that I found was really uh, um, was a really interesting time in my life was I actually I did a fitness competition. Mm-hmm. So and I know you've had a lot of your guests talk about doing fitness competition. And I just want to start. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. There are some girls who can have do it mentally healthily and somewhat physically healthily, but there, the 99% of women cannot. And when people are entering into these fitness competitions, you're literally signing up to give yourself body dysmorphia an eating disorder, at, at least for a period of time afterwards. Um, so I kind of, I'm very wary of anyone who's telling you that you're going to go do a fitness competition because usually it is a road to disaster. But um, so anyways, I did this fitness competition. This wasn't that long ago because even though I was building that new relationship with food and with my body, um, it was, I always still had this idea in the back of my mind that if I had a six pack, I would be happy. And I think this goes back to my 13 year old dieting days. Like I just Uh honestly, I I had this, it was like the golden, like, ah, like if I got this six pack, then suddenly everything else in my life, my relationships and, you know, my, my career and my, my positivity would go through the roof and I would just be happy. Yeah. So yeah, which is, and, and here I am, you know, in my thirties at this point and I'm still thinking this, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? But, um, so I do this competition and I also want to do it as a physical challenge. Like I'm very into challenging myself physically. So I have done like a hundred kilometer hike for, um, Oxfam Canada through, you know, the, from Barry to Aurelia, which is in Canada. <laughs> it's a very long trek. Yeah. And under, 
Yeah. And I did it in under, um, in 24 hours. So I like to do, I like to do these kind of like physical tests, but, um, so for this one, it was kind of that, but I knew deep down there was that part of me that wanted that six pack. And I, and I knew that was part of my motivation. So for 12 weeks, I did the whole thing of, you know, I worked out like a fiend. I was eating very regimented, measured amounts. Um, and how can you not get into crazy mode when you're completely, your day is all it's based around is food and exercise. Mm-hmm. So I did this for, um, so like I said, for 12 weeks. And during this time too, I was working out so hard that, you know, my period stopped my, I was almost turned into like a bit of a zombie because you, you can't function in the outside world because you're so focused on this goal. Um, anyway, so I go and do the competition and I, you know, I had my six pack and I looked on the outside the best I have in my entire life. On the inside, I'm now worried about some damage I might have done. But, um, but yeah, the, my big aha moment there was that I wasn't any happier than I was when I started the whole thing. So here I coveted this six pack, you know, for 20 years and I got it. And for me, that was a big realization that I was like, whoa, this is all a bunch of BS. Like I knew it in my head, but then I, that's when I knew it in my heart. Um, and for me, it, it almost has fueled me more in my work now because I truly understand like how much of BS it is, this idea of getting there, or being happy when you get to this certain point um, or finding, you know, self-fulfillment. Like it's not going to come from looking a certain way, uh, eating a certain way, pushing yourself to a certain limit. It's got to come from within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how did you, how did you really come to terms with that? Like when you, when you hit that point and you were like, all right, I have this body, like, but everything else in my life is still the same and I still feel the same way. How did you then start to cultivate this, you know, like I'll call it like the unconditional acceptance of, of, of yourself and your body? Well, it still took me a while after that because the one thing that they do when you get into these fitness competitions is they set you up you know, and well, I shouldn't say all trainers because there are some trainers who are really good out there, but a lot of trainers, they set you up to go into these competitions with the right food plan and the right exercise plan, but they don't deal with the emotional side of it at all, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And at FitChicks, that's a lot of the stuff we focus on is, you know, working on your insides as much as your outsides. So when we were like, when I came out of the fitness competition, you don't usually come out with an exit strategy. So you're just, you know, you've had this routine for 12 weeks and then suddenly you're like, Oh my God, I can eat cake and I can do, you know, all these foods, even like fruits that were off limits are now suddenly okay. So of course your instant reaction as human beings is when you tell someone you can't have something now you want a lot of it. (laughs) Yes. A lot, a lot, a lot of it. So for me, you know, it was, seeing my body change after coming out of that. So there was a few months there when I was on really rocky ground because you have to accept, it's like having a baby too, you know, like your body's going to change. And that's a hard thing for a lot of women to wrap their minds around is that, you know, you, you can't, you're not going to look that way forever. You know, whether you're pregnant, carrying the baby or, you know, after you have the baby, you're going to be a new you. So it was a hard thing for me that I'm like, okay, you reach this point, you work so hard to reach this point, And now you're going to gain weight back. 
and your body's going to shift again. So this leading afterwards, I kind of went through a very, and I'm kind of strange too. Like I can, I think it's from, I shouldn't say strange, but from going through the therapy of dealing with an eating disorder, I very, I'm very good at taking a step out of myself and kind of watching my behaviors and being like, Hey, what are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And you know, what's fueling it? So I, um, so I was still really, you know, beating myself up. And then I just took a step back and really looked at the whole process. And I'm like, what is important to me in my life? Like, what do, how do I want to live my life? Do I want to live my life? Like I did the last three months where I have no friends. I don't go out for dinner. I can't have a glass of wine. I'm, I don't have my period. I'm stressed. Like I'm working out all the time. My life is inside four walls of a gym and I'm a big outdoorsy person. So just to have those muscles showing, which are completely superficial and have no relevance on how healthy or fit you actually are. Or do I want to carry around a little bit of extra weight, you know, feel, know that I'm still strong and fit and healthy and taking care of myself, drink my wine, hang out with my friends, you know, what is more important to me? And that for me was kind of my true entrance into that acceptance and unconditional love and knowing that Food is, try, I always try to treat, treat food as fuel for my body and that's why I try to focus around more real whole foods because I know they make me feel better and they fuel me. But I also know that that piece of cake is not going to be the be all and end all and it's not going to send me into a binge purge cycle or an over-exercising, you know, freak out. Right. And I'm, I'm, that's why I'm happy though. You know, people always like ask me if I regret doing the competition because, you know, I seeing yourself that way, it's hard to kind of shift back. And I'm like, no, I'm actually grateful for it. Cause I think it was one of the biggest lessons for me to really understand that a, I did get to my there, which was that stupid six pack. And I got there and it wasn't that bright, shiny unicorn moment. I thought it was going to be, and I'm okay with that, you know, and I, I know now that I've done it and that's not going to be on my list anymore of my, you know, attainable goal. Now I know that what I want, the woman I want to be and the way I want to feel in my skin. Um, so yeah, I'm happy I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it was real, I don't know, sometimes in these moments, like it, it can be the catalyst for, the the change that we've always wanted you know like you went into it thinking all right if I get the six packs then I'll be happy and I'll love myself more but it was actually the thing that then really kicked you and put you on the path to find that acceptance that you were looking for completely and I'm I'm very transparent like even with you know running a fitness company and you know I, I always say like I'm a work in progress to any of my clients, any of my chicks, any of my trainers that work under me because no one's perfect. And I think that people relate to authenticity and, you know, we're all in this together. We're all going through the same ups and downs and struggles and especially as women, you know, we need to talk about them and we need to be honest because that's how we're going to help each other. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there's no there. I always say that. I, there's no <laughs> end. Like, you know, like it's just, especially in the realm of, of just, you know, authenticity or enlightenment or self-help. Like it's just, there's just, there's just always something else that could be 
worked on. And that's not to say that you have to work on it. It's just that that's just a part of you that's imperfect and that's to be embraced as it is. And if at some point you find a way to improve upon it, then great. But there's always going to be something else that's imperfect. And I think it's like really just nurturing those imperfections and knowing that's what makes us human and relatable. And that is something that I think is so good to see in a fitness trainer because you know, the fitness industry can be a pretty toxic environment. And I imagine for you, you know, having struggled with an eating disorder, that there's probably pressure to to be a certain way or to look a certain way as a trainer. And it, it, you know, how do you how do you feel about that? And how does that impact, you know, your, your career or the way that you show up with with uh, your business? Oh my gosh, it's, that's a huge, huge topic. And especially now, you know, I'm, as you mentioned at the beginning, we've launched our, our fitness and nutrition expert program. So we are certifying other people to work um, in fitness and wellness. And it's, there's a huge section that we, we talk about in that, about setting, like how to deal with your own emotional side of it as a trainer, because it is, it's a very, the fitness industry is all about how you look. And like I said earlier, it has nothing, how you look has nothing to do with your fitness level, how healthy you are, um, you know, how strong you are. It's, it's all like six packs are superficial. First of all, most people can't even have them because of the way their bodies are actually shaped. Genetic. Um, It's genetic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, same with, you know, same with these big booties, unless you're going to buy one. <laughs> Some people have more muscle fibers in their glutes than others. So no matter how many squats I do, I got a white girl butt and it's, it's, it's kind of flat. So, you know what I mean? It's but whereas Kim Kardashian, she's going to have a curvier butt or, you know, maybe that's up for debate, whether it's real, I don't know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, being in the fitness industry, Amanda and I, um, we talk a lot about this because we've always seen ourselves as kind of the cheerleaders for the underdogs. Um, and that's even why we picked the name fit chicks because we didn't want, we wanted all women to be able to relate to it because every woman has a fit chick inside of her. You can be 300 pounds overweight. You could be doing triathlons. You could, you know, have never worked out in your life, but you have a fit chick inside of you. Um, and we also made a very conscious decision of never marketing any of our materials that are going to market towards women's insecurities because there's enough of that going on. Um, but so even for us, you know, going to fitness conferences for the longest time, I would have such anxiety going to them because I'm thinking, oh, my God, are people going to look at me and think I'm not fit enough to be a fitness trainer or, you know, that I, I should look a certain way? Because it is very judgmental and it's very superficial. Um, but you have, I think a lot with anything in life comes through education. And I know what we're doing and what we're teaching is coming from a real place. And we're actually helping women build healthier habits. So I just try to filter out the, you know what I mean, my own personal issues around it. And just focus on the end of the day that I'm trying to build healthier communities. And that for me, it, that's what fuels me. Yeah, I think um, uh, you nailed it when you said, you know, that how you look has nothing to do with your health or your fitness or 
your happiness, but that's just, that's the fitness industry. And that's like the message that it perpetuates. Do you feel like it's shifting at all? Like, do you feel like, cause I, you know, I start to notice, obviously there's people like yourself and, um, you know, other, other coaches or trainers that I've met that, that are starting to shift it in a different direction. Like, do, are you seeing that yourself? I am actually, I, Amanda and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, I, I, I feel like there's still a long way to go, but I feel like, I feel like a lot of it has to do with the media and seeing, you know, a lot of the campaigns over the last few years, like, like the Dove Real Beauty campaign, or, um, I don't know if you know Taryn Brumfit and the body image movement, um, you know, there's more women who are being seen in, you know, they're kind of taking away the myths of what, you know, media has been showing to us. And then there's also a lot of athletes out there, out there that are being shown in, you know, bra tops and bottoms that are not, you know, skinny girls with six pack abs and huge boobs. Uh, you, I don't know if you saw the Olympic athlete, um, Amanda Bings, Bingman, Bingson. Is she the power lifter or is that a different one? She was the one who did the hammer throw. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So she was the ESPN. She was featured on the ESPN um, cover or something or ESPN's website or something like that. Yeah. So and and other athletes like Ronda Rousey, who I love and she talks about, you know, how people say, yeah, people say she has a manly body and she's saying, you know, screw that. Like every muscle in my body is used for something. And I feel like there's a shift more. And even with CrossFit, there's there's more of the shift towards performance based fitness, which I prefer, like you know, work out to reach a certain goal as opposed to work out to look a certain way. And it shifts your relationship with exercise and it shifts your, um, your feelings, about your body, cause you're, you're starting to be proud of yourself for being strong as opposed to, you know, like, okay, yes, I just did an hour on the treadmill in like zombie mode just to burn 500 calories. Um, so I do think that there is that shift happening cause I think we're starting to have more, images of women in different lights and more powerful and strong. But I do still think that there's a really long way to go. And I really hope just back to having those positive female um, examples, like that's one thing I'm really passionate about too is, is youth and getting, having our younger girls. Cause when I, when I said at the beginning, you know, going back to my diet days of 13 years old starting, I wish I had more women to look at that were like Ronda Rousey and like different different variations of beauty and strength as opposed to just, you know, this one girl in a bikini on the cover of shape magazine, because that gives women a better, you know, young girls, they can be anything they want to be. And I think we just need more of those examples out there so they can see them. Yeah. Like there's uh, if you Google fat, fat leaps or just, you know, you'll find like various articles with like featuring fat athletes, which is, is just, it's awesome. You know, it's just, it's showing that athleticism has nothing to do with appearance. And, um, yeah, like there was that cover of the women's running magazine recently with the plus size model who they just put on the cover. And what was, what I loved about it was that it wasn't, um, like they just put it on the cover. Like it wasn't like, yeah. all right, I'm going to put, the, put you on the cover and then say like, and she's embracing imperfection. It's like, no, like she's just on the cover as an athlete. Cause that's where I think a lot of the other campaigns go wrong. It's like, 
you know, like the Dove campaign, it's like women who are like, quote unquote, like coming to terms with imperfections instead of just being like, instead of just showing diversity in advertising, right? Like, we don't need to have you crapping on yourself. It's just, you're just you. <laughs> and that's great. I know. There's part. There's parts of it I do find they kind of went off in a different direction, but I always still love their very first one where they kind of revealed the whole what goes into photoshopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably more positive has come out of it than negative. And, the, 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 you know, there's, there's certainly good intentions there. And uh, some of their recent advertisements do just have, you know, diverse, diverse body sizes with, without any tie to, you know, beauty or imperfection or anything like that. It's just having different uh, shapes and sizes of women in the advertisement. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it, I thought, I thought the, the, the running, the, the, um, cover of the running magazine was, was so cool because like you said, um, you know, young girls and whatnot, and even just women our age and older, all you see with these magazines is like just the, the women who ha- are completely shredded. And, you know, the intention is always like, okay, have your best butt or, you know, here's how you get a six pack instead of like, if we really want to shift it, like, let's just talk about it as it relates to performance and health and being happy. Completely. And it's, it's a big struggle, like working in the fitness industry, because, you know, you still have to market your business and get it out there. But when you're fighting these messages and people are making these false promises, it's like, why would I choose your program when I can, you know, do this? It's going to be quick. Like, I always remember I was working the women's show one year. Um, So we're based in Toronto, Canada, our head office, but we run across the country. And um, so we were doing the women's show in Toronto and we were next to the laxative booth. (laughs) <laughs> which oh my god not, they're they're in the health area so we're next to laxa booth and we're trying to get you know women to come we're talking about this eight week long program and commitment and you know like all these great things that we're gonna get to support them in our community meanwhile this laxa booth has a lineup that is literally wrapped around the entire y- y- arena and because they were talking about how laxatives um and I'm not, I can't remember which brand it was, but this laxative was an all-natural laxative that was going to um, promote weight loss as well as help with bloating. Wow. And to see these women thinking, oh, my gosh, I could just take this pill and I could keep talking. And these women were sharing their story, talking about, you know, their bowel movements and how, you know, they, they need to lose weight and they knew that if they went to the bathroom more, this would happen. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, like eat more fiber, drink more water, deal with your stress. Don't take the laxative. Like, (laughs) but you know, that doesn't sound as sexy as here's some pills, take them. You're going to feel better right away and you'll hopefully lose some weight. So yeah, it's so sad, isn't it? You know, like it's just, because I, I was in that mindset at one point. I would have been, I would have been like, oh my God, if you could give me a pill, like, please, 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 please. I would have eaten it up all day, you know? Um, and I did with like all different supplements and other, you know, toxic things for my health. But it's, and, and so, you know, I can only really empathize with those women and, and, you know, I can't, it. I can't judge because I was one of those women and I know what it's like to be stuck in that, in that frame of mind. But, um, and you know, I really commend you 
for for standing up to your values and approaching it differently because from a business perspective, it's not easy. Like I, I know that myself, you know, not promoting weight loss. I turn down a lot of, uh, uh, revenue opportunities. I say no to a lot of things because I won't promote, you know, I won't promote weight loss to, to my audience. So it's, uh, it's, it's different. It's hard to take it, to take a different perspective on it. Um, you know, what are you, like, how, how do you guys approach it differently at Fit Chicks? Well, I think one of the first things that we do is we always include um, we always include performance based testing like in all of our programs. So we always try to focus on you know what I mean like you, how many push ups you're going to do at the beginning versus the end, how many um, squats you're going to end up doing, things that you can actually feel proud of. Like whoa, I actually got stronger. Um, and the thing that we I find too with like a lot of our clients is once they get in, they start to share stories and none of them actually, a lot of them don't really want to get to a certain weight. They just want to be able to pick up their kids, have energy for their families, have energy to work. You know what I mean? Like build strength. Um, so we keep a lot of conversations around that going when it comes to our marketing. Um, we just try, we, we talk a lot about being fierce and, it's kind of a word I always like, and I, I maybe it goes back to like I actually like Tyra Banks. I was like America's <laughs> Next Top Model. I know you and I are like around the same age, so probably we're both obsessed with that around the same time. <laughs> totally, yeah. Like, and ironically enough, I turned the TV on last night and it was on. And I was like, "What? This is weird." It's still on. Yeah, That's it's crazy. been like a hundred years. Oh my God. <laughs> but we talk a lot about we call it getting fierce because we were it was a word that really related to us a from, you know, the Tyra bank days, Tyra Banks days, but also cause it doesn't, everyone has a different idea of what being fierce is. So some people, it might be that they help, they need to lose weight for their health. Um, so for them, you know, they're going to feel fiercer when they have more energy after losing, you know, a certain amount of weight to get them into a healthier lifestyle. For some people feeling fierce could be like, yes, I want to be able to rock out, you know, hill sprints and things like that. And for others, it could be, I want to, I feel fierce because I have a great supportive group of women around me as opposed to, you know, maybe the people I'm hanging out with who are very negative and promoting negative habits. So that's a lot of our marketing. We talk about, you know, getting fierce and, um, and finding that inner fierceness. We also do, uh, things called chick power chats. So these are just women empowerment talks. So we do workshops and we do, um, they're all free we do online workshops and things like that. So just talking about how to um, stay motivated, how to feel empowered, how to be strong, how to own that inner fierceness. Cause I just feel like there's a lot of women out there who they, they want to love themselves so bad, but they're, they don't have the right support network to be able to even start doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love what you're doing. I love, you know, cause you don't even know how many people are reading your blog or listening to your podcast and they might have a huge group around them who are tearing them down or, you know, constantly talking about negative body things and to have you as an outlet to to listen to your podcast or read your blog is huge for them. So, so yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of how we approach it. Um, but we also see, I kind of sit on the fence. The one thing I find really hard, like with body image is 
and I know you've written about this too. It's that whole line between loving yourself in your skin, but also being healthy. And some people think, okay, you know, if I'm, if this girl's 500 pounds and she's loving herself and she's eating cake every day. And you know what I mean? Like that's a good thing for her, but she also needs to be healthy to, to live a healthy life. So I find it's sometimes it's hard because I'm like, yes, you know, I want you to eat your cake, but I want you to eat your vegetables too. You know what I mean? Like, and I want you to love yourself in the process. Yeah, I think it's like, I mean, it's really people's choice, right? Like, it's like, if like health is, is, is really something that you get to decide whether that's something you want for yourself or not, right? And I yeah. think that, like, um, that, uh, you know, it, it's, it gets tricky when it, it becomes more of like, a, you know, a moral issue and that like healthy people are more virtuous and worthy of love, right? Like it becomes the same issue as like thin people and thin people being like more worthy of love. And, and when thinness becomes like, a, a, when thinness becomes a moral issue, which it is in our society. So, um, you know, I think that it's like the, the question to that, to, that I always come back to is like, you don't, you, you look after things that you, that you love. Like, you know, if you, you look after things you love, like it's kind of a simple idea, like, you know, and, and hating yourself is, you're not going to look after things that you hate. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense to, to think that if you love yourself, you're just going to like eat yourself into an oblivion unless like that's you really, you, because you don't care about your health, which is your choice. You know, that's like, that's up to you. That's fine. Um, and so, uh, yeah, tying it back to like what you, what you said, I think that, you know, when we talk about foods and just tying it back to health and, and taking fitness and tying it back to health, like that's, that's wonderful and that's amazing. And sometimes the byproduct is weight loss and sometimes, sometimes it's not. And I think it's just like, I'm doing this because it feels good. I'm happy and I want to be healthy. And I think that that's, that's great. And that's like a good intention to have. Well, yeah. And I, and I always try to promote as well about, loving your body at every stage of your journey because we talk a lot to you about the fitness it's I call it the fitness your fitness journey because there is no there and I try to constantly relate that especially knowing you know from my own personal story there is no there it's a journey and there's times where in that journey life is going to happen and you might not feel as healthy or as strong or you might you know might not feel as comfortable in your skin but still love your body and just be proud. Like I think people don't aren't proud enough of what their bodies are capable of doing. Like this is this is carrying you through your entire life, and it's so much easier to like it than to hate it because it's with you no matter what. Yeah, and that's I mean, so one of the things that I sort of go to is like loving your body can just seem so daunting is just just accepting what is like, you know, that's really the first phase is just like accepting what is then we can move into like, all right, now let's start being grateful for everything that it does. Um, And and then that really just transfers into like into into more of like what we'll call like, quote unquote, like body love or just, you know, appreciation for for it. So, um, 
um, yeah, I mean, I think it can be like, it's, it's a long road for sure. And it can seem like, oh my God, that's impossible. <laughs> but uh, it's good that, you know, just to be a role model for that and to, and to that it's so great that you, you know, that you incorporate that. And you said it when you said just, you know, accepting it and loving it right now, because it really has to be unconditional because we can't control what's going to happen to our appearance or our bodies. Like we just, we don't know, you know, and everybody's different. And so you could get injured. You could, you're going to get old. Things are going to sag. Like it's just, you can't hang your hat on your, on controlling your appearance. We just, we don't have control over that. Well, exactly. Like I just tying back one more time to the fitness competition. Yeah. Great. I got my six pack, but my boobs were two empty sacks of nothing. And I was so, you know, here I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to love my body so much now. And then I hated my boobs. So I was like, okay, you know what I mean? Like it's, your body is going to change in ways you can't expect and you don't know, but you have to, like you said, it's just, it's about acceptance and taking a step back and just trying to appreciate and also recognizing, I think that it's a journey because you're not going to feel a hundred percent every single day. You're not going to be like, I love myself every day, you know, but just get, being kind to yourself and knowing that, okay, today might not be a great day, but tomorrow will be a better one. You know, like question for you. I hear from a lot of women that I work with that they're ashamed to go to a gym or group fitness program. Um, you know, they feel like they're going to look ridiculous or they're really embarrassed by their body. Um, you know, what's your advice for those women? It's a, that's a very interesting, uh, question. Well, yeah, question. Um, cause it's actually the question that we get the most when people call in. Um, cause a lot of women, when they're searching around, you know, online to look at different programs, of course, you're looking at all the pictures and the testimonials and all of our pictures are real women from our classes. Um, we have monthly testimonials and we celebrate different things. So sometimes it might be a weight loss journey. Sometimes it might be, you know, someone who has quit smoking and developed healthier habits. We try to show a whole broad spectrum of different types of, you know, successes for these women. What were their successes in their own lives? So when women are out there and they're searching, you know, they end up coming to our site and, and they start to see women who maybe kind of look like them that they can relate to as opposed to all these fake models who you're like, what am I getting myself into? So usually we'll get a call or an email and um, and they'll, the first questions are, you know, like, can I do this? Like, I haven't worked out. I'm, you know, I'm nervous. I'm this and that. Um, so the first thing we always try to do is we always offer a trial class. Um we're very, we teach everything that we do in levels. So level one, two, and three. Um, and we make sure every single person can be included, but challenged because we still want you to get a fierce workout, but we want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. Like in my, my classes I used to teach, I had women who were 300 pounds working up next to women who were training, um, one was training for the Ironman and they're both still getting an awesome workout and supporting each other. We do partner work and drills and things like that. So what I would say to them is, you know, first of all, just get online and just do some research, looking at different sites and find what connects with you and then reach out and ask questions before you kind of get in there because it's not as intimidating when you get there. The hardest part is getting there, you know? And so I, I'm also very frugal. <laughs> so I would say, you know, like just 
if it, if it connects with you, if you feel like the vibe is there, just take the leap, get a trial class and just go see if it's a fit because you're not going to do something you hate. And if you feel comfortable there and if you feel like it's a fit for you, then sign up. Um, but just, you, you just have to find something that connects to you and take the leap. Yeah. And how do you, you know, what's your advice to women who are like, oh, but I'm going to look so ridiculous. Like I haven't worked out in years, you know, like, and maybe it's, and maybe this obviously, cause you're an awesome trainer. So <laughs> your, but what would your response be? Like if someone called you up and said that? Well, everyone's got to start somewhere and you're definitely not going to look ridiculous. Um, I would go, I would just say though, in terms of what you're looking for. Cause some people, they, if they haven't worked out in a while, some people like to go the personal training route to get more personal attention, but there's some people who don't like it cause it feels too much. It's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to like, you know, go to a class that's, that's got smaller groups. Um, so you're still going to get some personal attention, but it's not going to be totally on you. I, like I said, I think, you know, really like you're not, you're not going to look ridiculous. It's just getting there. It's getting past that barrier we set in our minds of feeling like, you know what I mean? That someone's going to judge me and also try to bring a, just bring a friend with you. Cause then you kind of turn it into more of like a, like a joking around thing. If you do feel a little uncomfortable or you can support each other, you know, like, but once you get to the class or in most classes I've ever been to, you see women of all different shapes, sizes, levels, and they're all, some of them are, you know, not coordinated. Some are super coordinated, but you just have to kind of go and find your flow and, and just jump in. Yeah. And I say like embrace the ridiculousness too. Like oh, if you totally. just go in there and be like, all right, like I'm going to fall on my ass and it's okay. Or I'm going to, you know, like if I can't keep up and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay with it because really like you're the harshest self-critic, you know, your, your criticism is, is, is the harshest if other people are judging you, like they've got their own issues that they're, that they're dealing with. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, if you can just embrace the, the ridiculousness of it, that's certainly what I have to do often because I'm <laughs> really oh, uncoordinated. Me, me too. <laughs> I, I, just, I did a step aerobics class. And again, this is dating. This is giving our age. I did a step aerobics class. And I tripped on my step and went flying across the room and took out the instructor during a class, like mortifying. Like I literally body slammed her because I tripped on my step. And what can you do in that point? Like you just have to laugh and, you know, like, and in all reality, everyone there is focusing on their own fitness that no one is even looking at you, you know, and And especially when you go to women's only classes, I feel like women, you know, even though we get a bad rap a lot of times for being catty, I think women really want to be supportive of each other. And I think they really love seeing somebody else who is just starting when they start to succeed. You know, like I I really think that women are actually really enjoy that. So just, you know, just go there and, and know that, like you said, embrace the ridiculousness and just know that you're going to, you're going to get better with practice. Like, yeah, I agree with you on that statement with the women too. Like I've, I've done a lot of stuff, um, like different group stuff and, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, like it's it's so cool when you can when you when you can support one another. My experience has only been that it's generally more supportive. Um, I've never been in a situation where I didn't observe that, but that's, um, you know, that's just, I, I feel like what keeps, what holds us back is our own, it's our own inner critic, you know, it's our own criticism and fear of judgment. But, um, I think if you can just like be fearless and go to, to one thing, then, uh, you, you get through it and you realize, okay, like, no, the world didn't collapse. Everyone wasn't pointing and laughing at me. Like, you're not, it's not the last kid in gym class feeling again, you know, which I was really familiar with in my life. <laughs> no, no, me too, me too. And that's, and that's one thing, actually, we also, um, we run weekend long health retreats in Ontario. And these, these weekends are, they're awesome for me because, you know, they start Friday and they go till Sunday. So I get to see these women, um, you know, change and grow throughout the entire weekend. And the way we structure them is we kind of do it as like a buffet of fitness. So we do, you know, Zumba and we do boot camp and we do yoga and we do an outdoor challenge and we do workshops. So it's kind of giving women like a taste test of all different forms of exercise to see what they really like. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to keep on a program that you hate. So, um, and always there's women who have never tried some of these things or, you know, um, there's activities we do too, like zip lining. But when you watch someone do something they never thought they could do and watch them overcome it, the change in them instantly is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And it translates to everything else you do in your life. And I know it sounds crazy to some people to think, how the heck did, you know, trying Zumba change your life later on? But because you're giving yourself permission to be uncomfortable, to fail, to possibly be judged. And then you come in on the other side realizing, whoa, that didn't happen and it's not that bad. So now next time when you maybe you have a presentation at work or, you know what I mean, you're, you're going to go public speaking, that's kind of ingrained in you a little bit that, okay, wait, I didn't die last time I tried something new. I'm not going to die this time. And I think it just keeps on, it shifts you in a way in all areas of your life. And that's really what I think, you know, anything to do with body image and fitness and um, health and nutrition, all of it really has to do with is, you know, these habits translate into all different areas of your life. And that's why you kind of have to do all of them. You can't just do one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so as we wrap things up here, the last question I like to ask all my guests is what is the most fearless thing you have done? Oh my gosh. Fearless thing I've done. I would have to say it would be when I quit my corporate job, my cushy corporate job with, you know, a lot of shiny opportunities ahead um, and went out on my own and opened Fit Chicks. I think for me, that was, it was the moment I just ripped out the security blanket from underneath me and took a leap, um, went with my intuition and thank goodness it worked out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I can totally relate to that. And so tell me, tell us about, cause I know you have your fitness and nutrition expert program launching right now. So tell me, tell everyone about that. Yeah. So, um, this will be our second time running it and it is a 200 hour long certification program that is taught completely online. So people can join from anywhere around the world. And it's taking basically the last 20 years of experience and certifications and all the things that myself and Amanda have learned um, and 
getting other people certified in fitness, nutrition, wellness, and business. Uh, so it's the only kind of course like this in the entire industry. It's also accredited by CanFit Pro, which is the Canadian, um, the Canadian fitness governing body. So it's translatable to some of their certifications. But in the program, it literally we focus a lot on how to, you know, how to become a fitness professional, how to become uh, a nutrition professional, but also really focusing on the wellness side, body, um, body image, self-love, and then how to build a business. So it's kind of a, it's a very huge program and it's super awesome. I'm, it's my baby. It's probably, actually, it was probably the shiny moment of my personal career. I absolutely love it. And, um, and yeah, I'm really excited to just build healthier communities and show people how to do it for the long haul and bring it to their families and bring it to their, their communities and, and their kids, especially their kids. Awesome. Awesome. And so where can people find more information? Uh, if you jump on over to our website, um, fitchicks.ca, it's on there. Um, as well as we have an awesome blog too. Um, if anyone's looking for, you know, free workouts or inspirational stories or nutrition recipes and all of that stuff. Um, we have a lot of really great stuff over there too. Cool. And I will link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for all of your time and sharing your insights with everyone today. Um, the show notes for this will be at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash 40. That's four zero. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Laura. It was so fun chatting with you. No, thank you so much. And keep on, keep on doing what you're doing, sister. You are, you're a rock star in my books too. <laughs> Thanks. Rock on. <laughs> if you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinandin.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rock in your bod plus the 10-day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free. Free, free, free. Cool. All right. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.